Now, uh, Dr. Singer joins us today here on our big broadcast, and uh, COVID meets the flu season, and uh, he's with us today, Benjamin Singer. He's a pulmonary and critical care specialist at Northwestern Memorial Hospital. He's with us today here on our big program. So uh, one of the things when they did all the COVID-19 lockdowns and uh, everyone was talking about how this was eventually go away and, and all these different things, I wondered what was going to happen with the flu season, and so I am so glad that you are uh, with us today to discuss this. So uh, line out some, some details for us, my friend. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on. It's yes. an important topic because flu, as, as you and your listeners know, is bad every year, right? We have a flu yes. epidemic every year that causes hundreds of thousands of people to be hospitalized, estimates of, unfortunately, tens of thousands of deaths. And those are numbers for, you know, a fairly moderate flu season. And so if we think about those types of numbers with COVID going on at the same time, it's something that we really need to pay attention to. We have got Dr. Singer joining us today here in a broadcast. He is here to chat about uh, COVID-19 meeting the flu season. So uh, what factors come into play when predicting the severity of the flu season, Doctor? Yeah, there are a number of things to think about. You know, one is just looking at how these viruses spread. So it's interesting that flu and COVID are spread between people in a very similar way, meaning that there are these droplets, as you know, that come out of our nose and mouth when we cough or laugh or sneeze or just talk to each other, and that carries the virus. So it stands to reason that the things that we're doing to help prevent the spread of COVID, like physical distancing, wearing masks, washing our hands, not going out when we're sick, avoiding large groups, right? These things will also help stem the tide of a bad flu season. And we're actually seeing a bit of that in the Southern Hemisphere. So the Southern Hemisphere right now, it's their winter, it's their flu season. And with all of these measures meant to control COVID, they're having a really mild flu season. And so I hope that we can see the same thing uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere in North America. Uh, but again, viruses, as you uh, have seen, can do what they do. So we need to be on guard in any uh, situation. Now, how does uh, some of the things that have been put in place, the masks and the social distancing and, and all sorts of things, how does that um, help prevent uh, flu and COVID and a possible dangerous mixture there? Yeah. So the idea is that if someone uh, has the virus and maybe they have symptoms or maybe they don't have symptoms or they, you know, are at a point in their illness where they have the virus and can spread it but don't yet uh, have uh, symptoms of the virus so they don't really know they have it, that's the reason for the recommendation for people to be physically distant and to wear a mask in order to prevent the spread uh, of COVID. And it turns out that's going to work for flu also. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. Dr. Singer is with us today. So um, how can listeners prepare strategies for facing the upcoming cold and flu season? Yeah, one of the things that I get asked a lot is about how people can boost their immune system to really get in the best shape possible in order to face the oncoming flu season. 
And far and away, the best way to do that is by getting the flu shot. The flu shot is universally recommended for everyone with very, very few exceptions. It is uh, safe, and it is effective in preventing the flu. Now, it's not completely effective, but even if you are unlucky enough to get the flu after getting the flu shot, it tends to be much more mild. So if you get the flu after having gotten the flu shot, you're much more likely, uh, sorry, you're much less likely to need to go into the hospital or even into the intensive care unit uh, uh, because you've had that flu shot and it protects your body and boosts your immune system. So getting the flu shot now more than ever is really, really important. Now, there's a lot of folks that uh, are concerned, uh, you know, with, with with the flu shot and the, this potential vaccine and the, just overload, I guess, on, on shots. Is there anything you can say to, uh, I guess, ease people's fears or ease their mind or whatever? Yeah, so we don't yet have a COVID-19 vaccine, and even though... There's a lot of promising scientific data. What we really need to do is wait for these large trials that are ongoing. You've heard the term phase three, and that's really the type of trial that we need to determine whether that vaccine is safe and, importantly, whether it's effective in preventing or or lessening the severity of COVID. And so because we don't know when those data exactly are going to be available, let alone you know, when we're going to have widespread availability for people in the community to get a COVID vaccine, right now I want to keep the focus on the flu shot. And that's just one shot that's been shown over and over again to be safe and effective and a really, really important thing to do this year to prevent uh, the flu season from getting out of hand. Now, Dr., Something else that uh, you, you've got a lot of experience in the pulmonary and critical care era. And um, wh- what are some of the different things that you've seen in past flu seasons that have worked or uh, things that people have been doing that don't work? Yeah, so if you, if you kind of start at the, the level of the, the whole country, right, so really getting the numbers of people who get the flu shot as high as possible, that's one really important thing. And then down to the individual patient. So when you have uh, a fever, you have a cough, you have muscle aches, these types of things that certainly can uh, be indicative of the flu, but, you know, in modern times also of covid knowing what to do is really important. So reaching out to your doctor to understand where you can get tested, not just for COVID, but also for flu, because if you know that you have one of those viruses but not the other, things are a little bit different. You have a little bit different expectations about how that disease is going to progress. You have different treatment options, and certainly it uh, has differences for what you're going to do in terms of isolating yourself and trying to understand who you've been in contact with and might be uh, at risk for the virus. So those are some things to think about as we head into the flu season, both on the level of uh, everybody getting their flu shot down to an individual and just having that action plan with your doctor so you know what to do uh, if you develop symptoms that could indicate flu or COVID. Fantastic. Now, uh, Doctor, before we let you go for today, uh, bring us up to speed on where we can get more information and and everything else sure uh, i'll give you a couple of great websites one is uh, one that we run at northwestern medicine that's nm.org 
and the other is the website for the Pulmonary and Critical Care Professional Society. It's called the American Thoracic Society. It's thoracic.org, T-H-O-R-A-C-I-C.org, and they have great information for patients and families about COVID and flu and a number of great other topics. Awesome, awesome. Well, doctor, you have been a uh, fountain of information today. Thank you, my friend, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you more. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, Dr. Sanger. It's my pleasure. Stay well. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes, Dr. Benjamin Sanger. We have got more coming up on the other side.